in the Mad River Valley and beyond. We have custom cut meats, fresh produce and seafood, regular and organic grocery, locally produced foods galore, topped off by an extraordinary wine and beer department and a state liquor agency. Shop me here in Supermarket, Village Square Shopping Center, Waitsfield. It's time to get the story behind the story. Interviews with newsmakers, newsbreakers, and your phone calls. Radio Vermont presents The Mark Johnson Show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. Thanks for tuning in. Nice day out there today. Thanks for spending part of it with us. Always nice to be able to tell you that. No mind if I move your water away from my computer, do you? All right. Seems like it's a good call. All right, uh, thanks for joining us today. We have uh, a full lineup for you today. Coming up in about 40 minutes here, we're going to check in with Andy Polito. He is the Corrections Commissioner. Guess why we uh, might have invited him on the program today. Uh, we'll chat about what uh, Vermont's protocol is when it comes to uh, keeping people that are supposed to be in jail in jail. As you might have heard yesterday, this story somehow just incredibly spread to Vermont with the uh, claim being that these two escapees from Dannemora were, uh, in fact, trying to get to Vermont. Pretty uh, incredible part of the story. So we'll chat with and find out what Andy knows about that. That'll be coming your way, as I mentioned, in about 40 minutes. We'll check in with our White House crew to begin hour number two and uh, counting on hearing from you today. We'll take your phone calls this morning at 244-1777. That's our local number in central Vermont. And you can also reach us on our toll-free lines at 877-291-8255. Coming up tomorrow in the program, we're going to talk with some uh, folks involved right down the road here with the Himalayan Project. This is an effort on the part of a couple of ophthalmologists to help the people in Nepal who uh, there's this, this huge amount of blindness and they do uh, corneal transplants, but the facility that they use for that has now been transformed into a full-fledged hospital after all of the earthquakes. We're going to find out. We're going to find out really what's going on in Nepal today. The uh, you know, unfortunately, these stories sometimes kind of fade from the news after the first kind of blush of uh, news stories. We'll chat about that coming up on the program tomorrow. Again, our phone number is two four four. 1777 is our local number, toll-free, 877-291-8255. We're going to begin this morning to talk about a really uh, innovative energy program and one that might be able to uh, help you in particular when the lights go out. And it actually may have some huge implications. Uh, joining us here from uh, Green Mountain Power, let's give a nice warm radio from Mount Welcome this morning. Kristen Carlson is a spokesperson for the utility. And Josh Castongay is the Director of Strategic Products and Services. Thank you both for joining us. Thanks for having us, Mark. And we're going to be here, Mark. And we're going to talk a little. Uh, uh, you wish you were covering this story with the escapees, don't you? Huh? Oh my gosh! When I, of course, you know, I had to watch the broadcast live, and it was just stunning to think that they could have considered Vermont as an escape route because it was interesting. Because uh, Mary Powell, who's our CEO, had actually talked about growing up as a kid, they had a camp on the water, and her brother Michael used uh-huh. to tell them sort of ghost stories 
stories about how there's the lights of Danamora, and if oh, they're going to escape, they're going to come over. And uh, she said it used to freak them out, and it turns out, um, again, we don't know where they are. The authorities don't know, but that was certainly something they discussed, which is um, pretty alarming. Yeah, boy, if they wind up in the Lake Champlain Islands. Hmm. All right, uh, so uh, let's talk. Tesla is, uh, is the organization that's behind this. Now, usually when we hear about Tesla, we're hearing about the automobiles, but that's not really what's going on here. Josh, what's the deal? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it actually started with the automobiles, right? So so everybody knows... I'm sorry, first, do you have anything you want to say about the escapees before we go on? Let's find them. That's it. Okay, all right. I like to be on the lake. I don't want to run into them. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, so the... Um, let's hope they don't have a Tesla either, because then we'll be out of here. The, uh, but they need to recharge it at some point. At some point. get them. Yeah. Hopefully they have the app for the charging network. The, uh, so, so Tesla's taken what they've learned in the car battery space, and they, they've um, basically taken that. They're developing it into this stationary storage. So they've learned a ton over the years, right, as they've developed uh, their, their electric vehicles. They're making the batteries more efficient, lighter, more dense. And uh, with that expertise and then with their plans to build a factory in the United States to, to manufacture these batteries, they saw a whole, this whole other market, which is energy storage um, for, for the electric grid or for the, for the home. So we were lucky enough to engage with uh, Tesla about, actually it's probably about two and a half years ago now, and um, started discussions with them just, hey, keep us in mind. We would love this stuff. We love innovation. We're trying to really break the mold here, transform how we run the grid, transform how we serve our customers. And they said, great, we're thinking about these storage products, so let's keep talking. So you know, things kind of move along a little bit slowly at first, and then over the last probably six, seven months, um, they were ready to start making making some progress here on this stationary storage. So we worked with them uh, pretty closely over the last six months to to the, get to the point where we did, which was to have an agreement to be the first, really the first utility offtaker of these systems to provide them to customers, um, utilize them on the grid, uh, give customers other options for reliability and, and energy control and um and then you know mary powell was uh, was able to go out to their announcement in california actually meet with elon musk and um as we joked we said make sure you get a selfie and it's mary powell so of course it's exactly what she did and 2 a.m i got a text message with a selfie of elon musk and mary which was just awesome um and so here we are we're 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 now rolling in the progress of, okay, we've got this, this great solution. We're working with Tesla. How do we package it? Mm -hmm. um, you know, how, do we, how do we make this an offering for customers that's, that's great for customers, lowers costs for everybody, um, and provides them some better, other choices for reliability as well? What does this thing look like? Oh, it's going to be hard to describe. Let me, like, think, think of, uh, let's see, Flight of the Navigator is an old movie that comes to mind, but that might not be for everybody. Let me think of something else here. So it's like, <laughs> let, can I take a stab? Yeah, go for so it. It's, so you know how, like, um, the Tesla cars kind of have a sleek, kind of simple, clean line look? So the battery is about, like, four feet by about okay. three feet, and it mounts on the wall. It has a slim profile. It's like a light gray, although I guess they come in different, different colors. colors yep. And it just looks, Mark, like a smooth, sort of slightly domed appearance. There's nothing on the outside that reads of anything. So when they designed it, 
and we'll get into, I'm sure, sort of what it does, but just from a superficial, if we're talking about appearances, it's just very sleek. And so the way they designed it was that, you know, it could go in your garage, it could go in your house, like it looks very sculptural and clean and all the um, engineering mechanics go in on the inside mm-hmm. okay do all the doors open up upward <laughs> yeah, no exactly. that's a lamborghini all right no. <laughs> yeah that's i mean one of the things that that you know taking something like energy storage which by itself is you know it's, it's batteries and it's it is what it is great for the grid and for electric nerds like me it's awesome but to then make it into a product that customers would actually want to see that's I mean that's really a big piece that Tesla brought mm -hmm. to this. Mm -hmm. So the unit is connected to what? So it you know in your home it's connected into your home electric, right? So similar to if you install solar in your home. Right. There's a there's the solar panels, there's an inverter and that connects into your wiring in your home. Same exact same exact thing. Sort sort of into the fuse box at some point? Exactly. Yeah, into your breaker panel in your house. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, and then, so describe what does it do? So there's a few different, I mean, it, in its basic sense, it stores electricity. It's a, it's a, it's a battery storage device using lithium-ion energy storage that, that Tesla has perfected over the years. And what that allows you to do is provide backup power if, if the grid goes down. So, you know, it gives you a backup source. Allows you to discharge it during times of day when when it's power prices are spiking for example or you know it's a real hot summer day the the grid is starting to be strained and we need resources to um, those are the types of times when more of the dirtier fossil fuel resources are called on this will give you more options there gives you another source of energy during those peak times um, you know we could see where like commercial customer larger commercial customers for example they get billed on their energy usage and they get billed on their their demand how how much do they use in a short period of time right. this is something that could help uh you know flatten that lower that um so basically it's with 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 the controls you've got store electricity that you can use whenever you need it okay That's so you can turn the unit on and kind of have it release the energy that it's stored you got it exactly Okay. How would I know, for example, I mean, would it just be sort of logic that I would use this on a really, really smoking hot afternoon? So for that, actually, what we see is... Or would you alert me? Would we you? would... What, what we're looking at is where GMP actually rolls it into our, our smart control system. So the customer doesn't even need to think about it. And they've got, they've got this device to use for... The grid goes down, they've got a, a backup source. But then during those certain times of year... And it's not many, but there's like, for example, there's one peak we need to hit each year. And it might take a few shots to get it, but um, that for with GMP having the control, we can decide, okay, tomorrow at 2.30 p.m., we're, we're forecasting it's going to be a peak. Mm -hmm. let's, let's try to work to hit that. Um, the customer doesn't need to, need to worry about it. And in exchange for, for the value that that provides back to the rest of our customers, we can lower the price of the unit and that sort of thing. Okay. All right. 244-1777 is our local number. Toll free 877-291-8255. Let's uh, take a call here from uh, Shelly. Good morning. How are you? Hi there. These lithium-ion batteries wear out. How come you guys aren't subsidizing something like nickel-iron battery? I have a company that sells those, and you can go over 5,000 duty cycles where you uh, discharge them down to 80%, and they still 
keep running. And then after 5,000 duty cycles, you can change the electrolyte and run them for another 5,000 duty cycles. How many amp hours are these batteries? And if you cycle them, let's say 50%, how many duty cycles are they going to last? God, I hope you understood that question. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, so I'll take, a, I'll take a shot at that. The um, So to your last question, it's a... Uh, Initial battery is a, there's a six and a half kilowatt hour um, storage system, and then there's a nine. I think it's a nine point five kilowatt hour system, and they are um, basically guaranteed and designed for for ten years with the one cycle per day. So a full hundred percent charge and discharge every day for for ten years. And then what happens? Which you would never do, right? Most likely no. Okay. No, you would again if we're you know you're hitting the peaks that might be. 15 to 20 times a year and and then outages are um minimal times of the year so that's and then over over time they degrade as as the question kind of mentioned there you've got sort of a curve that batteries will wear down over time and you you bake that all in and then you can again you should use nickel ion battery because they don't degrade over time if you lose a cell you can replace them they cost more than lead acid batteries but the overall cost and usage over time is much, much less. And if you use a lithium-ion battery, like you said, it's going to start degrading. Uh, how is Green Mountain Power going to know if the battery is degrading uh, if you guys are turning the thing on and off? I mean, do you just keep a uh, running tally on how much the battery's been used, or are you just going to hope that the guarantee is going to kick in and if the thing dies before 10 years, you're just going to get a new free battery? Yeah, that's a good question. So, yeah, w number one, the... The, basically, the system, the control system, tracks that. You, you see sort of the duty cycle, the number of cycles, what, the, what the, the power curve it's called, where you're at on there. And then number two, you're correct. If, if, you're, if you fall outside of that for whatever reason, batteries start to, to fail early or an inverter fails early, then you, you, you basically sit and send them back and new batteries replaced. But to your other question on nickel, too, it is important to, to mention we... We're definitely interested. I mean, we've been looking and talking to other manufacturers of new types of energy storage. There's a few folks in New York. There's a few other areas as well that um, uh, are really, you know, along with the DOE, they're providing some other types like nickel and cobalt and a number of other chemistries there. Well, look on Alibaba under Big Brother Security Programs. We have a website there. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Great. No, that, I appreciate the call, Shelley. That's interesting. I think that's something that we should add and kind of hit on is that we're always looking to partner with lots of different people. So Tesla right now has come out with a really innovative new storage that's cost effective and is coming at a lower price than I think anyone predicted in the press. I think they were uh, quadrupling or quintuple five times. Anyway, yeah. sorry. They were predicting it would be a lot more than it actually was. Um, and the other thing that I think is really interesting to note is that the batteries uh, will be produced in the U.S. when this facility is up and running. They are guaranteed for 10 years, and at the end of that 10-year cycle, Tesla will take them back and recycle them as well. How many people do you have on this program? So initially, when we set up the order and the deal with Tesla, we signed up to get about 400 for the first offering. I got to tell you, it surprised and shocked all of us um, when we sent out the news kind of announcing this. We got a lot of calls and interest um, into our call center on social media. 
it surprised me how many people were already willing before we had even finalized a lot of details around this saying they want them. So I think getting that 400, which will come in around October, November, deployed and out to people is going to be really easy. And I think there's going to be more demand so that we're talking with Tesla already about can we have more. We'll probably get an initial uh, 10 to 20 units or so in July just to start using them, testing them, make sure we understand them, the people using them always come up with new questions that we want to make sure we have before we do that larger deployment. 244-1777 is our local number, toll-free 877-291-8255. We've been talking with Kristen Carlson and Josh Castongay from Green Mountain Power. If you have any questions or comments about uh, Tesla batteries. All right, let's talk here. So the price I saw about four grand. Yep. So the price is probably around um, thirty-five, forty-five. So around four thousand. But we're still not sure that's going to be the cost of what we're going to charge Vermonters because there is so much value in using these. Because when we put together how much we're going to charge Vermonters for power, a lot of it is based on that peak demand, and that's that time, usually in July, where we hit that highest load demand when everyone's running their power and that's how much we have to guarantee we can meet if we can lower what that amount is it will lower everyone's cost so each battery we deploy has a direct value back to customers so as a regulated utility everything we do that has value comes in goes back out to customers so right now josh is working on several different models and he can talk more about that of how much do we want to charge because there is a value that everyone gets so say say you mark you're like look i'm happy i just want to turn my lights on i, I don't want a tesla battery um but then your neighbor does so the neighbor gets it but you're going to see a value in what happens with your bill so mm -hmm. i think we're looking at is there a way to do it innovatively uh, at a lower cost we're looking in particular with new construction mm -hmm. is there a way if you're building a home that's a hundred or hundred fifty thousand dollars it's easier to wrap in a four thousand dollar unit provide value that way um, do it through on bill financing so in case people don't want to make that big payment up front so we're trying to figure that out and that's what's happening right now mm-hmm sort of the benefit i get from all of my neighbors gardens i get to look at when they're after they have to weed them so because i'm you know i was sort of trying to do some math on this and it i was struggling to have this really make a lot of sense financially that's a pretty big outlay at the beginning it is a big outlay and one of the things that's interesting about the value of this is some people might want it just because they never want to lose power so about 90 percent of our outages are about two hours or less so this would Barring an Irene, barring a really big ice storm where you're out for a week, this would ensure that you don't lose power. And for a lot of people, there's a lot of value in that. The other value that people might see is that if it, you can pair it with your solar. So if you have solar and you're committed to clean energy and you're committed to using those panels to their maximum potential, you can pair it with your solar and get more value that way as well. And we're also looking at, Mark, um, the idea of, like, again, the value that exists out there. So say you pair it with your solar. Um, it, should there be some kind of a solar adder? So like we pay folks for their solar energy, would we want to pay people for their Tesla energy mm -hmm. and how we use it? So that could be another way to return that value. But it is like everything with new technology. This is the first really great model. I think that's part of the reason why we're getting about 400 of these. I guarantee you in, what do you think, Josh, like six months to a year? This is a really exciting field. There's more coming, and the more it comes, the lower in price it's going to get. 
You know, one of the things that people have always talked about solar is this problem about storing the energy. I mean, is this is this the holy grail here that people have been looking for? It's the start. I mean, it, you know, it's 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 storing the energy. It's as we as we move quickly, like we need to to to, to meet Vermont's goals, to meet our goals with a much higher penetration of, of solar. We've got to, on the grid side of things. We've got to figure. We got to make sure we manage reliability, power quality, all of those things for for all customers. And this is this is a, a a key to making that happen. So really, to getting us to where we want to be, without ever getting into the point where we're we're having issues because we get too much solar in this part or this part. With storage, you can you can smooth that stuff out. It uh, has tremendous benefit. Mm-hmm. So how much it can it can give you power for how long? So if you if you take the like six and a half kilowatt hour system, we figure, you know, typical home, as long as you're not running your head, like you're not running the electric dryer or big air conditioners, four to six hours would be no problem. You know, okay. if um, so fridge, yeah, yeah lights, sort of lights, maybe a light. Yeah, it pretty much would be like your essentials, um, and we find that a lot of times during a big outage, customers aren't you know running their dryer; they really want their refrigerator yeah. and a couple lights, yeah. and that's what this would do. But I mean, Josh is, as he said, an admitted sort of engineer geek, and so he looked at his home usage, and on a low energy usage day, he was able to probably run it off a battery for twenty four hours. But again, we're mm. wanting to be conservative in the estimate, so that's what we kind of came up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll you know, and I'll add that um, the way they've designed this too is it's very very easy to just to stack more on. So if it is something that you decide, you know what, I, I want to run through a longer period, but I want to use the energy storage, you can just, you can tack more. Mm-hmm. You know, so six and a half can become 13 mm-hmm. and can can grow from there. So geekify me here just for a moment. So what what's the big breakthrough that was made with this? You know, it's... it's in, in English. Oh, oh okay. well, maybe Chris... No, I'll start and we'll see. Um... One, I mean, it's cost, right? It's it's a system that's that. I mean, frankly, aesthetics do matter, right? I mean, it's 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 a system that's that's sleek, looks really nice, and it's it's getting to a cost that's not out of this world. You know, bad energy storage has has been coming a long way. No different than solar. I mean, you look at PV just six seven years ago. It's 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 see. I mean. It was six thousand dollars a kilowatt. Then it was four, three, and now you can now you're below two thousand dollars a kilowatt for largest solar installed, and that's um, a tremendous drop. This is going through that same iteration, so it is. It's really about you know, it's it's produced in a cost-effective way that's continuing to, to get uh, more cost-effective. It's something that you wouldn't mind looking at, mm-hmm. um, and it's got that controllability that from a utility side we really need to extract the value of, of managing the grid. Mm-hmm. So had, have you done estimates on what, if you ran this, what you might save on a bill every month? So we look at, what, what we've been looking at as to, as to what Kristen mentioned is that peak time of year. Like just, you know, if, if you can just hit that, that peak for an individual battery over like 10 years, it's like, it saves you like three to $4,000. That's just one single battery. That's what it saves all of our customers essentially. So the way we look at it is, is we'll look at, okay, is there, there's some part of that that'll go into making the system less expensive for the customer, and then there's a chunk of that that'll just go back to reducing costs. So, you know, you're talking you're talking over a million dollars if you deploy four to 500 of these things and just, just peak benefits. Okay, when you say peak benefits, 
So this thing wouldn't be operating other than these peak days. Why not just run it on you know your average day for just a short period of time? Disperse the energy you've saved. Get it down to you know the same way you do with your phone, then recharge. You, you, yeah, you absolutely can. I mean, you you can see um, mostly in the residential sector, most customers are on a, a flat rate. They pay the same amount every every hour, every time of time of the day. Other customers, more commercial, do have that time of use, right? So it's, it's cheaper at night. It's more expensive during the day, and that follows sort of how we pay for power. Yeah, um, you you can absolutely do something like that. You've got to, you've got trade offs, so you've got to make sure. If I want this thing for reliability, yeah, I was thinking that, yeah. you've you've got to just you you got to manage those things, and it's yeah. all about sort of what's your priority, and then kind of stack down from there. Yeah, my theory kind of fell apart the more I thought about it because if I run the power down every day, then what happens if there's an outage and, you know, I get 10% power? For and you, I mean, what's what's great, one of the things we're looking to get way better at is how we predict and plan when we're going to have outages. I mean, that's, you want to talk holy grail, that's something um, it, through other partnerships with, with Velco and, Deep, and IBM Deep Thunder we're looking at a much, much higher resolution prediction. So if you know now, if we're able to say, look, tomorrow... You know, we've got a nasty thunderstell rolling through. Make sure your systems are charged. You can you can really leverage that even further. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that there are 400 people that are going to just snap these up? I do. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just as Kristen mentioned, when we we probably had um, I don't know in the 75 to 100 just instant calls from customers in Vermont that either a they just wanted one right now or really wanted to understand more and very interested. So we've got kind of a, a standby list that's grown a little bit over time here that um, once we get kind of a package ready to roll, we're going to start reaching out to them. And then we're talking to, um, as Kristen mentioned, just home builders, um, folks that, you know, develop um, homes, sustainable homes to, to bundle these in, which is a great opportunity. 244-1777 is our local number. Toll-free, 877-291-8255. Let's go to Waitsfield. Michael, good morning. Good morning. Beautiful morning. I have a question for you guys. I'm a residential customer that still has an on-peak, off-peak store, electric storage heat system in my house. So if I install this battery, you're saying I would never be on-peak. I would only be off-peak. Because my, my system only uh, draws electricity to heat the house at night when energy is cheap. But I do use other other energy during the day, and I have to pay some on-peak price. So if I had a system like this, I would never pay on-peak price? Is that, is that what I'm explaining? Yeah, so ultimately, um, it depends on how much you use on-peak, right? So that's a good question, because that does get back to, to time of use, and... And um, you've got, it really depends. So, so take the, the battery we talked about. It's a six and a half kilowatt hour system. If, if that's all you use during on peak, you can charge your battery off peak and, and do exactly like you said, cover that during the on peak. If you use more, then it won't cover all of it. If you use less, you'll have a little bit in reserve. But it, it seems to me that uh, we, we pretty much, we do control the, uh, the on peak usage. And it's relatively uh, light. Um, this might work. I might have no. There might be no on peak charge for, for in my situation. That's right. If 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 you really control your usage on peak, and uh, and you know you've got ETS or the electric thermal storage off peak, um, 
that's you certainly can use it that way. Absolutely. It's certainly interesting. Thank you for the education. Bye. 244-1777 is our local number. Toll free 877-291-8255. How long does it take to charge this thing up? So it's it's roughly, if it's completely empty, to fully charge, I believe it's about two and a half hours, two and a half to three hours. Okay. That's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's... You know, it, it's and it's a, that's all a function of how big the inverter is and things. But that's that's about it for the six and a half. Six and a half. If you go bigger, it takes a little bit longer. If you stack them up, it'll take a little longer. But that's that's about the uh, charging rate. Okay. Uh, sorry, if this is like just a ridiculously stupid question. I would understand if you had solar panels. What would power the Tesla? If I don't have solar panels, it's doing what? Picking up power. On an off-peak time when it's really cheap in the middle of the night or something, what's going on? You got it exactly right. You know, as as, um, as the yeah. previous caller mentioned, you can you can charge it up right off of the the grid essentially during those cheaper off-peak times. Okay. So what? I mean, what's that going to? I mean, do you guys have a clue what that's going to save me? Again, if you like like the previous caller and on time of use, it it all depends. You'd you'd have to look at your usage on off-peak. Most of our customers have a flat electric rate so it's more just shifting shifting the time and i think too like one of the reasons why um we're pursuing some of these innovative cutting edge products is because one um the frequency and the severity of the storms that we're seeing are increasing and um i've been only with gmp for about a year and a half and in that time we've had two storms that both people have said to me well these really are once in a hundred year storms <laughs> so it just yeah. seems like the frequency of storms related to climate change are really starting to hit the electrical grid system the electrical grid system is one that you would never design today it's poles and wires uh, we like to refer to them unfortunately as sticks and strings because everyone in Vermont knows when storms come through, no matter how much you've hardwired the system, you've cleared the system, Mother Nature comes through, wreaks havoc with it. Mm -hmm. Sticks and string, twigs and twine. And so we've seen this effort where our hardworking crews go out, they restore the power as fast as they can, but there needs to be another way to get at this. And so that's why we're looking at ways to increase reliability and resiliency in Vermont communities. When you look across the country, utilities are not doing this and they are burying their heads in the sand they are saying no let's just keep doing what we're doing and we're mm -hmm. trying to find a way to do things differently that can help people have their power on more frequently help people use less energy uh, go toward a more distributed solar system as well so that's why from a big picture standpoint we see a lot of value in this because we have this system right now where for the most part the sticks and string draw power from large plants far away. And we want to move toward a system that has more centered around the home. So the home is distributing its power. Right. The home is the center. Yeah, as your opposed own, like your own power plant. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that is sort of, this is taking a bold step in that direction. And a step that, again, a lot of other utilities are kind of doing the whole stick their head in the sand and let's just keep doing what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So um, you think there's a connection between these storms happening when you got there, or is it just kind of a fluke? Um, um, no comment. So would you give preference to people that have solar, for example? So one of the things we're trying to look at, I mean, for the first 400, like Josh said, we have a list of probably 75 to 100. It grows a little bit every day, so I think we'll probably be able to... 
accommodate the initial early adopters who want to do it. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we're looking at from a system, and, and Josh leads this work, is where are there parts of the system where people experience a lot of outages? Okay. So we're right. also trying to think in a way of yeah. can we deploy these innovative um, resources in areas that might get hit a lot? Starksboro, Starksboro, for example. I live in Montpelier. I have Green Mountain Power. I don't lose power. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of communities who have experienced a lot of outages. So we're right. always looking at um, reports of where is our highest frequency of outages. Uh, initially, I think we will be trying to pair with solar, but we're also trying to come up with what we're calling an off-the-grid package. So how can we say to you, Mark, this is how you can get off the grid. Mm-hmm. And the grid will be there for decades as a backup system for people, but how can we make that the backup system and have the reliability more centered around the home? Is this only residential? Is there, is there a commercial angle to this too? So right now the initial offering we're getting is residential, but Tesla has developed it commercially and they're working with really big companies to deploy this. I think they're working with like Target and really big companies. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, we definitely want to offer this for commercial customers, but our initial offering is the residential. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Th- this system can go into small commercial as well, like it could into residential. Um, our focus will start right with uh, residential, but it can it can expand quickly that way. Mm-hmm. So, c- or can people still sign up for this? What's the story here? Yeah, no, I mean, people can still sign up. They can call us. They can email. Of course, now you're going to say, I guess I can give my cell phone number out. They could call me at 802-229-8200. I should have the GMP 1-800 number memorized, but I don't. But call my cell, email me, Kristen.Carlson at GreenMountainPower.com, and we can, uh, your name's hard to spell. That's why I gave out my name. Castongay, or uh, C-A-C-A-S-T-O-N-G-U-A-Y. Come on, that's not that complicated. Piece of cake. Piece nice of work. Cake. Maybe you could just do it to Josh or something at Green That's Mountain right. Power. And, if, and our website, you know, GreenMountainPower.com, has a, a spot there as well. Okay. Hey, thanks for coming in, and uh, good luck in your efforts here. And, and I'll check back with you and see, uh, see how the demand's doing here. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Josh Castongay and also Kristen Carlson, both with Green Mountain Power, talking about this new technology. Tesla um, company putting out this technology that basically allows for energy storage in your home. Very cool. All right, coming up next, we'll talk with Andy Polito. He's the corrections commissioner here in Vermont. He's the one ultimately in charge with uh, keeping the inmates in. We're going to talk with him about this story across the lake in Danamora. We'll be back right after this. The Sealy model closeout sale is now in progress at Hooker's Furniture. Save 50 to 70% off our existing stock of Sealy Posturepedic with the Core Support Center for maximum comfort and support. Save also on the Sealy Optimum Cool Gel Memory Foam and the Hybrid Half Memory Foam Half Inner Spring Mattress. Whatever you do in bed, Sealy supports it with fantastic savings of up to 70% off during the Sealy model closeout sale. Only at your betting experts, Hooker's Furniture on Route 100 and Waterbury Center. So drive a little and save a lot. Are you a flavor junkie? Do you have discerning taste or just really opinionated taste buds? Well, if so, and you're 18 or older, the Keurig Green Mountain Sensory Test Center wants to hear from you. Join us at our facility in Waterbury Center for ongoing tasting sessions. And be the first to experience innovative foods, beverages, and other products before you see them in the grocery aisle. Tasting sessions happen every week and only take 30 to 45 minutes. Each time you visit, you'll receive rewards such as Amazon gift cards and Keurig.com discounts, plus incentives to shop and eat locally while you're in town. 
Who doesn't want the opportunity to have fun and get rewarded at the same time? All you have to do is tell us what you think. There's no experience necessary to participate. You just need to be 18 or older and love trying new things. Become a Keurig Green Mountain taste tester today and let your voice be heard. Give us a call at 882-2500 and don't forget to tell your friends. Dads and grads, two.